Sports Dev Series, welcome to another session. Today, we're going to be analyzing the EPL and essentially the worship of the EPL around the world. Uh, when you look at it, according to EY Financial Times, the EPL accounts for 3.2 billion viewership people that watch EPL on a yearly basis, according to a study conducted, um, I think it was 2019 to 2020. Which is interesting because when you think about it, um, what are we, six, seven billion people around the world? But then we have 3.2 billion of those people actually tuning in to watch a product from the British Isles. Essentially, these British people have created a product that they broadcast around the world. Um, 3.2 billion people, more viewership than the NFL. I think it may be the most viewed league in the world, accounting for, for 7.6 billion pounds um, that's being generated for the UK economy. And, and the question you have to ask is, okay, if these guys are creating this league and all these people are watching this league, what does that mean for all the countries that have their home leagues and their home players and their home teams? You know, how much does that impact those leagues? How do they... How do you try to survive? Because you build a followership, people become familiar with your league, players, coaches, it becomes a huge following. The whole betting thing starts, which generates another economy in those home countries. And then the local leagues in those countries pretty much become obsolete. Um, so we'll be talking about that today, trying to explore what that means. Can, can the home leagues ever recover from you know, the impact of the EPL, it's become a monster. You know, will they ever recover? What can home leagues do to try to maintain the survival of their leagues uh, when compared to this monster called the EPL? So we'll kind of go from there and talk through. Um, I got my main man, Dio Aquino in the house. D, what's up, man? Hey, bro, how you doing now? Pleasure to join you guys today, man. I don't know. Hey, thanks for thanks for coming on, man. You know, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, we just started this live thing. We used to always just record with a couple of guests, but I started doing this. Uh, I think this is the third one we've done, and and just trying to create more of a live atmosphere for discussing some of these topics and, and going from there. But uh, thanks for joining. Yes, yes, yes. Pleasure to be on, man. Loving it, man. I like the discourse. I almost say uh, I almost fought with you in my head last time when I heard it happened without uh, without my knowledge. It's all good, man. No, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on. Look, um, so what do you think, man? So we're talking about the EPL. Uh, we all have our teams. I know you're an Arsenal fan. I'm obviously a Chelsea fan, and I think um, you start to think about the EPL. Three point two billion people around the world, according to 2019, 2020, EY financial research and all these people you know what are we six seven billion around the world 3.2 half of the people around the world watch the english premier league and it generates 7.6 billion for the british economy so essentially we're all tuning in and boosting the british economy at the expense you know like for instance like niger we're both nigerian so at the expense of um of of our home leagues like for instance in niger the, the home leagues are pretty much dead. If you talk to people there, 
you know, they don't even know. Most some people can't even tell you how many teams or which teams exist in the home league. So, you know, will this ever stop? Will 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 some local leagues in countries that are not in Western Europe wake up and decide to say, okay, listen, we need to boost our own league and try to create followership of our own? You know, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. But what do you think? I mean, you know, I I think. I don't have any problem with, with, you know, the EPL per se, because they're, they're setting the standard for everybody. You know, even if you compare EPL to, to French League and, and some of these other lesser-known European leagues, yeah. when you yeah. watch a Sunday or Saturday game or a weekday game, you can clearly see the difference. You can see the atmosphere is different. The sound quality, even from a, from a game, is different. Yeah. You know, the product, their product is fully refined. You know, you don't have violence. Well, we have violence and racism everywhere, but we don't have direct violence per se in the stands. Yeah. You're not seeing, you know, chain link fence covering, separating the fields from the stands. You know, so uh, you know, it's a fully refined product, and everybody loves that. So I think it's it's really a standard model for everybody to follow and try and emulate. No, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and the thing is, you know, you're right though. The product is is quality, but the product has developed over years, right? Like, when did the EPL? Uh -huh. start? I can't remember because they it wasn't the EPL at first, right? It was it was just a regular British league, and then it, they created the English Premiership, and then, All right. then they started to develop the English Premiership from that point and making it better, and they started trying to get the best players around the world. And everything else, but the thing is, product top class. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to watching the games tomorrow, right? But but the question, you know, all these other leagues around the world, and if you look at like Nigeria, for instance, what can these guys do, or can they do anything, you know, to build a followership? Because the EPL, let's be honest, it wasn't the EPL; they built this, you all know. Right. Uh, they built this from next to nothing and they kept building and growing and building and growing and the broadcast revenues, the money they were getting from the very first time they started till today has grown in leaps and bounds. And, um, and yeah, I understand they're in Europe and that's where the best football is played around the world and all these different things and they their teams compete in Champions League. But still, right? Um, you know, you know, you know when I when when I, when I try and compare at least because even though I was trying to sit down and compare, you know, Nigerian because we can go on for for so many reasons why, you know, the Nigerian league is not what it at least should be in Africa or, or compared to Europe. If we start if we start with UK and EPL as as a model, and we compare it to other leagues, right? Why they're doing better? For instance, you know, the competition. On any given day, Arsenal can play, my team, Arsenal can play any other team in the league and lose. Yeah. Right? The competition is a lot higher. Mm -hmm. Right? On any given year, obviously, Man City has done it well in the last, you know, five, ten years. But any team can win the league. Leicester did, right? No, so, from that yeah. standpoint, the competition is, is huge. The, the revenue sharing, I think, is a lot better. I don't know the exact specifics, but... I believe the revenue sharing is, is better than, you know, say uh, La Liga, you know, TV rights uh, revenue sharing. Yeah. And, and right? the thing is, 
Yeah, no, you're right. And it, it's better than La Liga. It's better than Bundesliga. It's better than, you know, Italian League. Um, and, and some of these leagues, to be honest with you, some of them had more, you know, recognition at one point. There was a time where the Italian League was super. Right, right. You know, um, compared to the English League. Like the times when AC Milan and all those teams were big. Even the Spanish league, you know, um, I mean, Real Madrid is still big, and so is Barca. But you know, they have a different system. They don't operate like the EPL, where there's this huge revenue share. Where you know, like Real Madrid, for instance, they can their team they could go to Asia and go sell jerseys on their own, all right? And, and they'll keep all their money, right? So, for I mean, the Brits have done a good job in creating this product. But the thing is, even you look at countries that have a lot of money and pouring money into leagues like Saudi Arabia, mm. you know, but they can achieve, they can achieve the status, you know, um, and given they don't have the same caliber of players or they don't try to, but every now and then you see them bring in guys, but they bring in guys that are borderline retired, like what happened with Cristiano Ronaldo recently. Um, right you know to try to boost people that watch their league so so question for you do you think the fact that it's broadcasted in english is a plays a factor into it i think so but then most of the people that watch these leagues english isn't their primary language you know right soccer football is universal yeah yeah you look at like um you look at like asia like China or, or India, I mean, that's why you have the largest populations. You see diehard fans. Like, I'll give you an example. In in December, I was in uh, I was in the UK. I went to a Chelsea game. And while I was there, I saw a lot of people, you know, that were visiting from Asia at Stanford Bridge. <laughs> so, you know, and um, you start to look at it and you're like, okay, these guys have really been able to create a league um make the quality like you said very good so a lot of people are tuning in um they go on preseason tours to different countries so they build up fans and those stadiums are packed so when you have when you have uh you know liverpool or manchester united go on preseason tour in china and they play a chinese team the league the, the stadium is packed or, or, or when you have Chelsea and AC Milan play in Michigan at the Wolverine Stadium, it's filled to the rafters. But then, yeah, but an EPL team, I'm sorry, an MLS team can generate that level of crowd, right? So, right. you know, so the question is, are these leagues, and let's say we're not even talking about Nigeria, let's say we're talking about the MLS, for instance. Are, can these leagues wake up and figure out a way to really boost their followership where, you know, everyone in their countries are watching the EPL. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I think that's, 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 that's the, that's what you see because they're growing. Like the EPL has become almost like the NFL in a sense because of how big they are and the amount of money. They yeah. yeah. But the NFL is different because it's unique. You only have football at that, at this level in the United States. But you right. don't have, yeah, you don't have, but soccer is different. Soccer is global. 
almost every country has a soccer team or a soccer league, right? Um, right. But I, I don't know what it is. Like, even in countries like Brazil, where you have arguably much better youth players in Brazil than in England. We all we can all agree to that, right? Um, right. Much better. I mean, Brazil exports the best players around the world. So the talent is there. Most of them feel like they have to go abroad because there's bigger money there. But I think that also has something to do with the fact that Brazil hasn't developed its league to a point where some of their best players say, nah, I'm staying in Brazil because they're paying me 50000 or 100000 Right. Yeah. So, you, you, go ahead. You know, you know, the funny thing is that for each league, right, the issue might be different, right? So, so as you're talking about Brazilian league, right, I remember I was watching one video somewhere where, you know, a lot of the games in Brazil, you know, you can't, you can't go there with your family. It's only guys outing type setup because it's going to get violent or it's prone to be violent, right? So a game that you, that's being televised on TV is only going to garner so much attention from families in general because it's violent. Number two, it's only going to garner so much support from sponsorship because of the same reason. And I think that violence part feeds into a lot of what is hampering those leagues back. Case in point, the Brazilian league, and I think Italian league too, so to a certain extent. No, that's a good point. Because, because, so yes, so the environment for the games, they don't, they're not conducive enough to attract everyone. They probably don't make it fun enough too. You're right, though, because I've seen some of those uh, Sudamericana games where Boca Juniors plays, I don't know, Flamingo, Brazil, and all of a sudden you see, like, people throwing bottles and it just gets crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's passionate, but, I mean, how conducive is that to take your whole family and spend, you know, $250, of, you know, buying food from the stands and all those? No, you, you'd rather just sit down and watch the game. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, though. You know? Right. So I think that that feeds a lot into how those leagues operates. I mean, I, I don't know every aspect of it, but I can imagine that would be a, a big part of it. No, yeah, absolutely right. right. It, it's a good point. I was um, I was watching the highlights from the Napoli game in Italy, Serie A today. Osimhen scored again. That guy's a savage. Um, but I was watching <laughs> it, and I was just thinking, okay, the game was good. The quality of football was good. Everything was good, but then when you think about it, the it's, it comes down to the marketing, and I think that's the point you're trying to make: is that the Italian league, doesn't, marketing money. yeah, they don't do a good, they don't do as good a job as England to market their leagues. Even though they do have the teams, a lot of players go there to play. You know, um, I was watching today; a lot of really good play. Some players that played in the EPL were there. You know, are still at their prime. But the Italian league just doesn't seem to really market its league around the world where people are like, oh, man, I have to watch Italian league, you know. Like, we watch, like I'll watch Napoli because of OC, man, right? Right, but, right? but, you know, you don't see people talking about, oh, you know, Italian league, you know, I want to go, I want to tune in to watch, you know, AC Milan against Sampdoria. You know, they don't, people, but, but England, 
they've done that. Like if you hear Man U is playing Liverpool or Arsenal is playing Chelsea, you know, you want to go see that game. Um, yeah. Chris, what Chris, welcome in, man. What do you think? What's going on, boss? What's going on, guys? Sorry, I was a little late, man. What's it's up? all good, man. Yeah. What's up, man? So what do you think about this whole EPL worship and, and and all these other leagues? Do you think these other leagues can ever rise to the point where they make I was just quoting the numbers to dial 3.2 billion people yep. around the world as of 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. So that number has probably increased. We're watching India. Yeah, I, I really don't think there's any league in the world right now that can... If we just look at TV rights, for instance, you know, um, EPL, it's, 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 you can't compare it at all, bro. You know, they're always going to be the biggest league. Uh, the amount of people who watch Serie A, La Liga, the Bundesliga, uh, it's it, it doesn't compare mm-hmm. to the people who watch, like, the EPL and stuff, you know? So yeah. on, 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 that's, on that level, you can, you, can all, you can just see that it's, it's always going to be like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The EPL is always going to be bigger. But, yeah. but, but you know, the funny thing, though, is it, it's not necessarily the best quality football mm-hmm. in the league. Because, because if it was the case, you can argue that almost every other year you would have an English team winning Champions League. Absolutely. But that's not the case. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it's not necessarily the best football. Another thing I feel, I feel like the English Premier League, they have found a way to market the league worldwide better than any other league. You know, um, the biggest fan bases are in England. You know, so from what you're saying, Dio, it makes sense because... Most the team that has the most Champions League are in Spain. Um, the teams right. that the team that have, I, I, if you want to break it down in that way, it's it's it, it's we can go deeper into it. But I I, I think from your standpoint, you're right. In, England should be coming up at least at least every other year winning the Champions League. Every other year, right? Every other year, not every year, but every other year. Yeah, but it's interesting. They compete, though. Like, if you look at the last three or four Champions Leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at the teams that get to the semifinal of Champions League consistently, there's usually always an EPL team in there. Right? City. Only, three, only, right. only two or three teams. Well, only two or three teams, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you have how many teams? You have, what, four teams that qualify? Right, so out of the four, mm-hmm. three of them make it to to the semifinal, quarterfinal, semifinal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they get to those big situations, those big dances. Yes, you might have, you may have, uh, you know, I think last year, well, what did we have? We definitely had Real. We had, uh, you know, we had City. I'm not sure what the other teams were, but you had PSG usually. Um, but when you look at it, it's like, the teams get more money. Like if you look at Europa League, like English teams get more money to, to Dyer's point, but they don't necessarily show the best football or even beat teams that you think that ordinarily that they should beat because of the marketing. You're like, oh, you know, um, you know, Tottenham is definitely going to beat, I don't know, um, 
Ajax in this Europa. But then they get in the game and Ajax beats them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, right. so you look at it and you're like, okay, they may not actually be the best teams in terms of skill and talent. But because of the marketing, like you were saying, Chris, they, they've grown so big and they're doing so well that everyone just automatically like, oh, man, you know, they've created fan bases. I'll give you an example. Like, you watch EPL games and you're like, oh, Washington, D.C., uh, Gunners. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see stuff like that. Like, yeah. Like you, see, yeah. <laughs> you see, like, LA, LA Blues. Yeah. 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 They've established fan bases around the world. In China, you know, like Chelsea goes on preseason in China. The stadium is packed. People are wearing Chelsea jerseys. Yeah. I, I, you know, you know, the thing to, to, to your point, Roma, if you think back to 12, 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was probably around the time where a lot, a lot of these summer league competitions between the big European teams started. Yeah. Right? And you think of, okay, back then we started off and we had a series of games and attendance was good off the bat. But now, ever since that's been going on, every year it seems to get more and more attention from non-EPL fans. Correct. And I think that has played a big factor in EPL's outreach. You know, because what, the top four teams now in EPL, I, I don't think they only come to to the US, they, they, some of them go to China, some of them go to, you know, different parts around the world to, to just play friendies. Yeah. And that plays a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's know? crazy. It's crazy because, you know, I'm looking at some stats right now and they said, according to Sports Business Journal, you know, NBC Sports said that in 2021 and 2022, which is just last year, the viewership for EPL went up by 21%. Wow. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? So it's like these teams are getting so big and so powerful globally. And even in Europe, like you really don't even see anyone that's really challenging their dominance in terms of marketing and how big they're getting. And because the bigger they get, the TV rights are just going to go up. Like Go like, up, yep. Yeah, NBC right. is going to pay more to... I know, like, over here in Toronto, FUBU TV, which is kind of like it's an big. online... Yeah. yeah. They pay big money. They have the rights to show it over here. You know, and it just keeps growing. And you're like, okay, they've done. They've obviously done a really good job running their league and marketing their league and getting people, you know getting people to watch, but you just have to, you're wondering, like, what are these other leagues doing? Like, how come La Liga isn't trying to push or boost its league as much, you know, and it's getting to a point where the top La Liga players, the top Portuguese players, the top Italian players, all these guys want to go to the EPL to go play, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what do you guys think about that, how they attract talent and... um how they've been able to build this stuff. And you, what, what can these other leagues do? Yeah, go ahead. You, you know, I think the 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 more teams like Everton, Newcastle, uh, Wolves, you know, all these kind of mid-table EPL teams, the more they're able to recruit and buy players in the markets, 
from all yeah. over the world. Yeah. The bigger those teams get, the bigger the EPL becomes. Yeah. Right. It, it's 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 just it's and it's just been happening. So I was talking to somebody what last month, and they were they were telling me um. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't hear about. Uh, they were talking about Leicester or, or one of the middle, you know, middle table teams, mm-hmm. and how they, you know, they like their style of play and how they never even knew Leicester was a team of, at all before. And now, people that aren't necessarily you wouldn't necessarily think were football fans over here in the U.S. know of smaller teams in the EPL. You know, how many teams can we mention in 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 German league outside of Bayern, you know, Dortmund, you know, a f- couple other teams. Can we even mention 10 off the top? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, right? And, and yeah, and the thing is, like, I'm looking at it, the EPL started in the 90s. You know, some of these teams have existed for a long time, right? Back to the 1800s, you know, but the league, the league we know today, that started today started in 1991. And then they started introducing teams. I think there are 22 teams in 1992. And then they just kept building from there. You know, right. and um, you know, they just kept growing and building, and they've been able to market it and attract more sponsors. And and here we are today. Like I think when did Abramovich buy Chelsea? I think Abramovich bought Chelsea in um 2006. 2006. Yeah. So he, so obviously, league got rebranded in the 90s and they just kept building. And then they attracted some of these investors to come in and they bought teams and they started marketing and bringing in top notch players. I mean, so if you think, if you look at it, some of these other countries, they could do the same thing. They really can. But it just seems like, and they have the teams and they have the players. Like La Liga, for instance. La Liga would have to change its its business structure to say, okay, we're going to share more revenue. We have they already have the academies, they're already putting out some quality players, you know, and right. they can actually start. Yeah, you look at La Liga, you look at Syria, there's no reason why they shouldn't have highly competitive leagues that are marketing themselves the same way. Uh-huh. You know, um, they're already paying good salaries there, but but to the point that I was making before, you just don't see them marketing their leagues to that level. Um, right. You know, some of these countries, they're, they're not that much smaller than England, let's be honest. You know, like, right. like the Bundesliga. Germany is a bigger country. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bigger country. And, and the German teams are good. Their stadiums are packed, though. If you ever watch a Bundesliga game, they have high attendance. Like stadiums are packed. Right. They have a lot of fans that come through uh, Bundesliga. I would even go to say I could double check this, but I would go to say Bundesliga actually may have higher attendance than EPL. Oh, really? As, right. as, as a whole, yeah. Um, go ahead, Dario. Sorry. Right, but 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 for Germany, I mean, the last twenty years, uh, how many seasons has has Bayern won the Bundesliga? Consistently, almost every season. <laughs> almost every, almost, almost every season, you know. Yeah. So, it's, it, it, and, I, and I don't even know what the revenue sharing is for 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 the German league, but you know, I think that might. You know, I would I would guess that Bayern eats a huge portion of the cake. 
Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. What the, you know, I don't know that. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I don't know what the um, what the ref share is and how their business is, is set up, but yeah, yeah, Bundesliga beat EPL in top attendance in Europe, so they have more people that come to their games. Um, when you watch, I don't know if you guys ever get a chance to watch a Bundesliga game. Every now and then, I'll go watch Dortmund because you know I kind of like their setup and how they bring in young, good young players. And you notice that their stadiums are super packed. I don't know if you guys saw the um, the Champions League game this this past week. Chris, I'm sure you saw the game, right? Against Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, like, uh, the um, one, zero, one zero loss, I mean. Yeah, yeah one zero loss. You know, uh, Chris, you see how he rubbed that in? One zero loss. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, but but you know, like okay, so I'm looking at it right now. It says the German top flights average 44,500 fans per game, which is six thousand more than the English top flight. You know, in terms of average, six thousand more per game. You know, and Dortmund, by the way, gets they have the highest attendance in Europe. They have seventy nine thousand fans that attend their games. The second team, wow. is, yeah, the second team is Bayern Munich. They have seventy-five thousand, and then the third team is Manchester United, seventy-four thousand. Then Tottenham, sixty-seven thousand. Then uh, Barca, sixty-six thousand. Real Madrid, sixty-six thousand. Number seven is Schalke in Germany again, sixty-one thousand. Then Arsenal. 59,000, then uh, what do you call it? Inter Milan, then Celtic, 57,000. Then, believe this or not, West Ham has 56,000. You know, so in the, in, the wow. top, in the top 10, there are three German teams. You know, and if you look at the top 20, there are five German teams. So, mm. I think. I think yeah. That was interesting. I, I really didn't know that. Yeah, I, I know I did. I just looked it up. So, so the um, Bundesliga attracts a ton of fans. I think they market their leagues, but to the point, I think that you already said this that you know it's not if you watch a Bundesliga game that's being broadcast by a German station, it's in German. Right? Unless you find um like maybe an ESPN game or something where it's in English. Right. You know what I mean? So it's right. interesting in that sense because they do a good job. They have the attendance. They have the viewership. They have the people. But but still, EPL just gets it, man. And yeah, go ahead. I think, I think the, the international appeal, too, yeah. Well, the international this thing of, of being able to watch a game in English is, you know, it, it helps. But even when you, at this point, when you look, when you watch EPO, you go online or you go on one of the apps, almost every other country has coverage of, of an EPL game over the weekend in their own language. Yeah, they do. You know. They do. And, and, and another point is the money. Right, um, the money they pay in the EPL. Some German teams don't pay that kind of money for players. So you know, I think the money is a byproduct of the success, right? 
as opposed to being the other way around. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, you know, you do well, you have a good product, you have good advertising, you get good revenues, you know, then you can play, play, as, play as well. You can't, you know, it's, it's an after the fact situation, after the uh, this thing situation. Yeah, so the, the yeah, success- so, so while the money has has a good effect on on getting top players into the league now, I don't necessarily think that a better playing team necessarily, you know, has better outreach automatically. Yeah, does that does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. They they don't have better outreach, uh, but because of their marketing, more players actually want to come to the league. Right, um, right, and but those players want to get paid big money, and the EPL is willing to dish out that money because sometimes you see situations where okay, there's a player that's coming out of Spain, some Bundesliga teams are looking at him, but when they start bidding for that player, the numbers the player's value just keeps going up because more teams are bidding for the player. That after a while, those Bundesliga teams are like, screw this, we're not paying. 60 million euros for this guy and but the epl right. team yeah epl team will pay that 60 million like chris how much did we pay for modric oh modric was what was it that's, that's about 70 or something yeah paid all that money for that guy and then um you know they, we just like chelsea in two transfer windows dial we paid Close to six hundred million. Yeah, yeah. In two transfer windows, the last one and then this January one. You know, when you think about it, that's just that's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and, and for a handful of players, and we're not guaranteed anything, we pay, right? We pay seventy million plus thirty thirty add-ons. You see? Yeah. A lot. It's a lot, man. For a 23-year-old, right? 22. He's 22. 22. Mm. You know? I mean, the guy's, yeah, that, the guy's good, but I don't know if he's, if he's that I don't good. know if he's that. I don't know if he's that yeah. good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, yeah. he's not, he's not, he's not, I would compare him to someone like Saka, but he's, the only difference what he has better than Saka to me is the speed. But as far as, you know, what he brings to the team and what Saka Saka is up there, bro. You, you, you know, I, I I don't even know if he's necessary. He might be fast. I haven't heard his his, his so actual. You know, he's speed. one of the fastest in the league right now, Daryl. He's fast. really yes. He's fast. Okay, okay, but you know, you know the thing is, I the first game for Chelsea, I watched him play a little bit, and his energy level, apart from his speed, his energy level during the game is is immense, crazy. It's crazy. And I haven't seen him play, you know, much prior to joining Chelsea. But I also wonder how long can he keep that up in EPL? Mm. Across the amount of games in EPL, playing at that level of energy. Is this sustainable? Uh, That remains to be seen, right? Um, Yeah? Yeah, that remains to be seen. But but right now, he's actually the fastest player in the EPL. It's just really? yeah. It says I mean, above uh, Anton Gordon, recorded at 
36.1 kilometers. And then next is uh, the new that the new Nunes guy, the guy from Liverpool. David Nunes, really? Yes. Yeah, but, but yeah, but, but the question is, how do they how do they track that though? Bro. I mean, do they track his pace during the game with those? They have these fancy cameras that tracks all that stuff. Yeah, we have to that. So on the top, on the top, uh, the top five fastest players in the league, Chelsea has two. Is uh, Modric and that uh, Zakaria guy? That guy's mm-hmm. another fast one too. Zakaria, oh, yeah. yeah. And then they have Martinelli. Martinelli is fast too. For Arsenal, yeah, he's a problem. Yeah. Martinelli yeah, is fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know these guys, man. I mean, the money they coughed up. Arsenal know they pay, sir. Arsenal doesn't pay money like that. No, Arsenal doesn't pay compared to some of these other clubs. No, just. We just we just get him get him in young and and walk away up. <laughs> that, that's why it's surprising that you might actually win. win yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have to. I was telling Darren yesterday. They Arsenal has no excuse. They have to win the league this year. If not, it, it, it's you know you know you know the funny thing I have about the problem I have with that comment is at the beginning of this season nobody was making that comment. No, and no. I was arguing him about this yesterday. He's <laughs> not everywhere. Oh, yeah, no, nah, nobody was saying that in the beginning of the season. No, they weren't no, saying no. Arsenal was going to win it. No, no. Like, can, can you agree with me? Yesterday I was having this conversation that I told Dio right of all the EPL teams right that had coming into this season a team that had um, a better chance of performing well or even had a chance to win it was Arsenal. I'm a lie. Based on their preseason uh performance. They were yeah, but flawless. Chris, but Chris, you weren't saying that at the start of the season. No, no, no. no they were flawless. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I even when they started winning, I said, no be Arsenal. Give them give them time. They'll soon lose to yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, At least you're acknowledging it right now because yeah, yeah. he wasn't saying it to I, I, you know, I, I, now I, I, with that inside of a half a season passed us by, like, oh, yeah, that's that should be nah, we're cautious, man. We're optimistic, but we're cautious. <laughs> I, I probably wasn't saying it, but from the beginning of the season, they, they did well. And coming in, and plus, Atata is taking him three years to put this team together to get them to where they are today. He's done a good job, really. He's good done job. a great job, yeah. He's done a great yeah. job, but all that job he has to, with all the work he has put in. He has to deliver this trophy this season. If not, Arsenal might be looking at they, him they, all time. They, they have a clear lead, though. I mean, they, they have a clear lead ahead of them. I mean, I don't think they won. They didn't win their last two games, right? They haven't won their last four games. No, I haven't won yet. Quite a few games, three games or something like that. Yeah, they draw. They, they lost. They drew two. Lost two. Did they? Did, did, did they lose to City in the last game? Yeah, yeah. So we did. So maybe, maybe. But they still got a game at hand, though. Yeah, we're tied for points, and we still have a game in hand. But you know, we 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 can talk about the city games. I have my own opinions about it. I've told Chris about it too. But you know, I felt we didn't. No, I I felt we didn't. We didn't lose. Man City didn't beat us. We lost the game. You know, it's not a difference. We played ourselves into that loss. And the difference was shown between the team that has experience winning the league 
recently. These guys were calm in these games. Arsenal scored. Those guys were nervous. The mistake and the mistakes they made were evident too. I mean, with the style of play we're playing out the back. If yeah. first half and second half were totally two different games, we dominated first half. We played well. Second half came around, and you know, Guardiola obviously figured out adjustments and all that. And they flipped the game on us. And once that happened, our defense, our defenders were acting funny. They were playing all these short, short passes out the back. At the point, I didn't even thought Ramsey was going to make a, uh, an error at score. You know, and the, and the, and thing is, the thing is, City does a good job of pressing you. They do a very good job of pressing you. They know how to do it well. And and some some of yep. their games, they win the ball early, and immediately they win the ball. They know what to do. You know, they're good at that. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that we're gonna see now. We're gonna see. But I think you know, you guys look good. I like your players. I won't lie. Um, no, I, I love the guys, man. They are young. We still have, we have, you know, next three, four years to be bright for us. But, you know, being bright doesn't equal trophies, man. We have to, we have to pick one of those seasons and, and power through. And this is as good as any season, so we might as well win it now. So in that, in that sense, I agree with Chris. We have to win it. Yes, of yeah. course. This, this but, but, but starting and saying, oh, we started the season knowing us now we're supposed to win it. Nah, 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 nah. We didn't. We didn't know that. <laughs> Arsenal wasn't. Arsenal wasn't on the radar. You know. Nah, we're on the radar at least till next year. Yeah, we were like, okay, it's Arsenal. You know, if they make top four, that'll be a win for them. You know, but then they just started winning games nonstop, back to back, scoring, winning games, scoring, winning games, scoring, winning games. But the fact that City's tied with you now is a problem. I think that, that, that changes things, especially in the head of the players. It changes things. Yeah. You know, the pressure is now really on them on every game to perform. You know, and that's where that, that experience comes in. Jesus coming back. Uh it's supposed to be the end of the month. Wow. I'm end party. of February. I'm party, party. I, don't, I I haven't even read up on what is uh Injury was uh, looks like I think it was a hamstring or something. Yeah, let me look it up over. Yeah, um, yeah, Partey, Jesus is a huge, you know, is a huge, you know, huge loss because that yeah. guy, yeah, yeah, that guy was, he was playing his energy, his energy is on ten, man. Yeah, he was playing out of his mind, man. I mean, the, the, that guy is so good. You know, uh, they're talking about his injury, but they're not saying exactly what's wrong with him. Yeah. He's 29 years old. They're not saying what's wrong with him, but they are talking about injury, injury. Yeah, it's a muscle injury, though. That much they are saying. But look, I think... For, uh, for Partey. For Partey, yeah. Yeah. But I think for you guys, man, um, you know, definitely Arsenal is looking good, man. And, and Arsenal fans, goodness. Speaking about this EPL worship thing, it's, it's just gotten ridiculous around the world. Like Arsenal fans. You know, I think Chelsea has more fans. Don't get that. Don't get that. That is an emotional guy. He you know, you know. You know, anything you know the, him hard blood, his blood pressure goes up. 
And no, you know this this is not a popularity contest. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not, I'm not going for being who has the most fans. I'm just going for trophies. Uh, no, but if you guys win, that'll be huge, man. Because the last how how long has it been? It's been rough. Fast. Twenty years. Oh, I don't be scared. Say twenty years. <laughs> two thousand and four, man. That's that's what. Twenty years. No, going on nineteen years, man. Not twenty years now. <laughs> not twenty years. It's not, isn't it twenty but years? It's not twenty years now. It's two thousand four now. Okay, yeah, nineteen you years. Know, nineteen years or so. My goodness. But I mean, he'll be big, man. Yeah, man. it'll be huge. It'll be huge, man. You so call it, you're definitely making Champions League. That's guaranteed, though. Yeah, I mean that's, that, that's a step. That's guaranteed. Because you guys, are, when was the last time you were in Champions League? That was also six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, you see how Chris has his stats ready. <laughs> yes, man. Because Aston fans, Aston you know. Fans, yeah, I, I understand what it means a lot this season if they make Champions League. I, I yeah. think it's been a long time coming. Yeah, you know, they have to make Champions League this season. Yeah. To bring no, them the, the, the game. If, 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 they, if, they don't, if they don't make Champions League, that means something catastrophic yeah. happened. That means yes. they just self-destruct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. If if we don't make Champions League, yeah, they, somebody hit the self-destruct button. Yeah, because something terrible happened. But I think you guys that that would mean the first half of the season was was a complete flip (laughs) to the second half. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but But, I mean, we at least have that. The fact that you haven't won, you know, in four games, that isn't that concerning as well. No, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. I mean, if we. If we want, we can sit down and analyze each of those games. And, you know, in some games, I blame the defenders. In some games, I blame Arteta. You know, for instance, that Brentford game yeah. uh, last week, 1-0 up in the 60, 65th minute. You know, there are some ways, as a coach, you just have to adapt to the situation, I think. You know, Brentford were very good in the area. It was evident. We had almost lost. We had almost given up a couple goals at that up to that point, um, from corners and crossings and all that stuff. When you go one up, switch it up, man. Play defensive. Be dynamic during the game. Yeah, and I feel like he didn't make that change. I see. So, you guys played Villa. Um, yeah, that's a big game. That's tomorrow. a big game tomorrow. That's a big game too. Yep. Then you play Leicester and then Bournemouth in March. Yeah. And then Fulham, Crystal Palace. Oh, it's a pretty easy schedule, though. It's like, a pretty easy yeah. schedule next games. Yeah. Next, like, next five games. And then you kind of go into a period in Liverpool, West Ham, Southampton, City again, and then Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea is on April 29th. So, yeah, it's a pretty easy set of games. I think, you know, for you guys, it all comes down to... Now, if you drop points in this next set of games, Dio, bro... It's over. Yeah, it's a problem. I, I think it's over. It, it, it's, at that point, then, it's in City's court to see how well or how consistent they perform, you know? Yeah. But then again, if we both drop points, now we'll we have to be contending with United because they're only, what, five points behind? 
City, 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 City knows how to stay on top. You know what I mean? Right. Like they don't panic too much. They do what they do well, and they go out and they just they, they do very well. They, they 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 don't panic. Well, you know, some teams when you're at the top of the league, there's a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure, and you know, those they they, they you can end up losing to a team you have no business losing to just because of the pressure to win every game. Yeah, yeah, and if your players aren't but- mature enough. But you know one thing with CC is they always make adjustments. They always tweak at halftime. Yeah. You know how many times during this Pep, season Pep, alone they've been down. Yeah. You're right, Pep at a, like two zero at halftime. He's yeah. a master in that. Master at that, yeah. Two zero at halftime, one zero, and they win the game in the second yeah. half. Yeah, Guardiola. Guardiola is a hell of a coach, man. A, a hell of a, a coach. Hell of a coach, man. I mean, when you watch him, you're like. And and he demands you could tell like he demands certain things from his players, demands it. This is how you're going to play. This is what you're going to do, and they do right. it very well. And then he keeps it simple. When I when I went to watch the Chelsea game live, it was against City, and I swear to you, bro, that De Bruyne, <laughs> that guy, man, <laughs> I swear to you, look, because he doesn't waste a lot of energy on the game during the game, doesn't run too much. But when they get the ball, he immediately starts to make some crazy runs. And Bernardo Silva knows where he has to be. They get him the ball. And then Haaland makes, immediately starts to make certain type of runs once De Bruyne gets the ball. Right. Like, they play, it's like clockwork. I was watching them. I mean, it was, yeah, it was amazing. They, they did the same thing in the game against Arsenal now. I think two of the goals were, you know, a bad pass by defenders. But once they got that ball, the wow. turnover was wow. so so fast. <laughs> Man, yeah. wow. they, they they just they they they're good at what they do, and they're used to being on top, so they don't panic too much. I want you guys to win. To be honest with you, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think. No, I, I want us not <laughs> to win, man. Let's let their fans be happy for once. You know, it's, yeah. it's been a long time coming. You know, yeah, but, but I see the problem. If you could win the next five games. Which are games you should win, you know, Leicester, Aston Villa. But in EPL, there's no such thing as an easy game. At all. You know, yeah, which which goes back to the point for why this worship will, you know is going to go on for a long time is the parity in the league, the level of competition is high. And it's been this way for a long time. You know, there are teams, you know, you might you might be doing well. I remember back in the day, Chelsea used to hate to go to Burnley. Yeah, you know, yeah, and Stoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we go to those places, and like clockwork, something goes wrong, and we lose the game. <laughs> now, never forget, man. You end up going to Stoke. You're playing. Next thing, boom, corner kick. They're up one one nil. Next thing, you're trying to equalize. Next thing, boom, one of your players gets a red card. You know, next yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. game ends. It's three one. Stoke beats us. Happens yeah. all the time, man. Like, and and there's so many teams like that in that league. So it's good because you might look at like a city and say, okay, yeah, they're playing Brentford this weekend. It should be a W. But then you want to watch the game because Brentford could just park the bus, get a couple of counters, and win the game. Yep. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. 
So to your point, I think another thing there that maybe the reason for why this you know league just continues to go more powerful is is I think you said this before, Dio, is the competition level. Yeah. Yeah. It, it keeps you on the edge of your seats. You want to watch the game. You want to see what's happening. And and to be honest with you, sometimes I watch maybe I might watch one or two EPL games on a Saturday and then I'll look at the TV and they'll be like, oh, you know, League on PSG against Monaco. And I wouldn't even want to watch it. I don't know if that happens to you guys, right? And I'm just like, oh, yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you know, you know, it, I don't even know how to explain it, right? Because even there are days where I just want to watch football, right? And there might not necessarily be an EPL game on at that time, and you know, there's a you know French league game or you know exactly. La Liga game on. Yeah. But the quality of of not necessarily the football, but just the quality of the viewing the game on TV is totally different. Aside from just the fact that it's not English or it's French or whatever, just maybe just the, the way it's recorded, the, the camera angles, the sound quality, you know, the, the, the sounds of the fans, the whole package is, is different. It is. It is. I mean, do you notice that too? Yeah, yeah it is. It is it's very different. Totally different. You know, and um, I guess another thing also could be that when you follow a league – and you're so used to watching the league, you know players that don't even belong to your team. So, for instance, I could watch Brentford, and I could point out that guy that's a striker, what's his name, that has all the tattoos. Um, you know, Ivan Tony? Yeah, Ivan Tony. I, I could watch Newcastle, and I'll be like, oh, Sam Maxima. Or I could watch, you know, there are players on each team that I could identify, and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's good. Let me check out this game, right? Because I'm you watch right. the We've been watching the league for a long time already, over a decade, right? right? But then there was a time that I used to watch the French league religiously. Really? Because, yeah, man. Yeah, because, um, you know, they had, at that time, they had El Haji Diouf was playing there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Kalilu, Kalilu Fadiga was yeah. also playing. Yeah, yeah um, and then... Drogba and Essien played there before they yeah. both came to Chelsea. Essien was playing for Lyon. Drogba was playing for Marseille. Marseille. That was, yeah, that was the season that he scored 29 goals. Yeah. And, and and you know, I, I would watch because I'm like, man, these guys are good. Like this, you know, and also there are a lot of African players. in The French League has the highest amount of African players. So because of that, yeah. I, would, I would tune in to watch the French League. And young players too, very skillful. You know, so I'll be like, man, I'm checking out this league. And, and it's always been good. This was long before the um, the, Emir the Emirates or Saudis, they bought up PSG. PSG because, yeah. yeah, because once that happened, the competition suffered. PSG just started winning every single season. Yeah. Every, I mean, I don't think they've lost in the last, I don't even know, five, six seasons. They've won every season, and it is it, it, it's the detriment of the league. Correct. The moment they realize that, when you stifle the other teams, you're you're stifling the league. Yeah, yeah, it's stifling you know? the league. And and, and um, and another thing is when you watch like uh, same thing in La Liga. You know, Barca, Real, Barca, Real, maybe Atletico Madrid, 
or Barca Real, Barca Real. And it gets to a point you're like, okay, like, why am I even watching if, if you know, if Barca explains our goals, I don't want to watch. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah so I, you're right, though. I think we nailed it. The competition level becomes a problem because, you know, just like, yeah, we know what's going to happen. But in the EPL, you know, like, you know, you guys could lose to Villa tomorrow. Easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not right. a guaranteed W for you. You know? No. And, and even if you win, you're going to have to earn it. Like, your players are going to have to go out there and play extremely hard. You know, unlike in France or in Germany, like Bayern. Like, Bayern never loses. They rarely lose to those teams in Bundesliga. You know, and to to a point, um, going back to some of these guys that, you know, Chelsea pays top dollars, all the teams to pay top dollars for. Yeah. Coming into, you know, the premiership. Some of those guys, they, week in, week out, week in, every game is a fight. Oh, yeah. Right? As opposed to wherever league you're, you're coming from, French league, you know, some days are, you know, tough games. Some days are, you know, Easier games, Premiership. Every single game, every time on the field is is a fight. Beautiful. Every every time you're on the ball is high pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know, hundred percent. So and it's it, it's it's an amazing league, no question about that. And I think for us, that's the key. Piece. Let me ask you this, Dio. I don't know if you if you've ever followed the Niger League, but what do you think about um, that league <laughs> and the potential or the ability just to even become clearly we're not going to be like the EPL, the economy won't even support it, but just to be a highly recognized league in Africa. You know, I I don't I don't really follow the Niger League, but you know, from just you know what I know about Nigerians and football, I mean the potential is immense. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If 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 we sort of take the music industry, right? As an example. Yeah. If you look at where it's, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, compared to now, where we turn on the you know, radio, at any point in time, Afrobeats is going to come on, you know, uh, David Joe is going to pop up. It's, a, it's crazy. Dio, Why you, can't that same thing happen to the, to the, to the Nigeria Football League? Bingo. You just, you, you just nailed it, man. I think you just nailed it. That is the key, what? right? So it's been done in music. It's been done in movies, right? Right. Um, yes, Nollywood is not Hollywood, which is the biggest, you know, biggest platform for movies in the world. It's not Hollywood, right. but in Africa, Nollywood is number one. Right. right, and if you go to a lot of countries around the world, there are people that are watch Nigerian movies religiously. And what have they done? They've created an industry. They've packaged it to a certain degree, and they've put it out there. The whole Afrobeat thing is just ridiculous now. And they did the same thing, dude. You remember back in the day where it was just like Olu Maintain. Yeah, 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 you remember, you remember, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, now they will come and perform at uh, 
you know, whatever concert you could put together for them or Nigeria reunion or, you know, all of these kind of venues. Yeah, there was no, there was no WizKid, there was no Burner, there was no, you know, Davido. No one, none of those, those guys were, they were not even a thought. It was a little maintaining Two-Face, it was, you know, um, I forgot what that guy's name that made Gongo, so, uh, uh, I forgot. Uh, nice, nice. You know, nice. P squared. You know, even people here in Toronto, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, you know, Two Face, or do you know? They're like, nah, nah, they don't know nah, any nah. of those people. You know what I mean? <laughs> They don't waste yeah. it. They don't burn out. They're like, I'm just like, man, look. So it grew from that point. And I remember when it really started to take off. You know, the quality of what is there today, you know, uh, yeah. compared to, you know, I listen to, what's his name? Omale. You know, I like that kid. Uh-huh. You know, I listen to his music. But the quality of what it is today compared to what it was it's night and day. It's huge. Thames just got a Grammy. <laughs> right, right? Right. Yeah. So, so your, to your point, man, the, the tools are there. The platform is there. The ability to create something. The talent is there. Yeah. Everything, everything. The weather is perfect. You can create the, you can create a product. You can create games that, you know, we might be here when we might want to sit down and watch. Because the quality of football is just high class. And you know the biggest thing, the biggest thing, the outreach is possible. Yeah. It is. Nigerians are everywhere around the world. All around the world. Right? So all so think about how Afrobeats took off, right? Yeah. We're all over the place. These guys, some of these artists, they're big enough, they come and tour here, and they tour the US, they, they do, you know, a little, back in the days that is, right? But, yeah. Everybody knows every Nigerian here and everywhere. So if you think about that same application to football, if we actually created a product of a league in Nigeria that actually entertained not only Nigerians in Nigeria, but actually Nigerians outside the diaspora watching it, think about how big that can be. Exactly. And if you had a, if you had a subscription service, oh, watch, man. <laughs> and it was like, even if the subscription service was like, three dollars you know per month right or, or five dollars let's just say five dollars per month right and you you really start to push it and you really start to advertise the league in those cities around the world that have huge nigerian populations so i'm talking about the londons i'm talking about the houston's i'm talking about the atlanta right. kind of, you see what i'm saying yeah. and those those places around the world dude by default you have some of these um, Afrobeat stars come in, talk about Nigerian league. You see what I'm saying? Maybe yep. you create create an intro to the league using Wizkid or Burner. Yeah, you pay him, but guess what? That would be the ad. It would go crazy on social media. Dude, you start joining people to watch the games. But, but these guys, these clowns over there, and I hate, I hate going in on them because... <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But bro, I can't help it, man. I can't help it. Every time I every time I get into this, I have to go in on those clowns. These guys just sit back. It's the same thing, man. They sit back and like, okay, yeah. They had a sponsorship with Glow. Millions of dollars. Okay. Right? And uh-huh. essentially they took that money from Glow and they were supposed to share it with teams. But then typical ninja, there was some kind of corruption thing. Teams were not getting money. Like Glow pulled out. Glow said, man, screw you guys. Oh. Yeah. They had a deal with Super Sport. They, they, they sold broadcasting rights to Super Sport at one time. At one time, you would watch Super Sport and you watch Nigerian Premier League games. You know, that was the time when Aimba went and won CAF Championship. Right. Yeah. But guess what? They messed that up too. Super Sport pulled out and said, I can't deal with these guys, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Typical Nigerian. Everyone has their hand out. Our lack of governance, man, self-governance. That's that's yeah, man. That's that's what's killing the league overall. But you know, I think that applies to Nigeria too as a whole itself. Yeah, but oh yeah. I mean, you would just hope to some extent that for the love of the sport, we can do some things better to promote to promote that league because the talent, man, the talent in Nigeria is is, is immense. Yes, and uh, let me give you an example. I was I was in Nige in November last year, right? I was, in, I was in Lagos and Abuja. And just driving around, I would see all these posters everywhere about some church revival. Ah. Right? Church revival, church revival, church revival. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, and guess what? When you, you drive by those revivals, it's bananas. I'm talking about crap. It's bad. Packed people screaming, music blaring, and guess what? All those people are paying. Yeah, the pastors are the pastors are living yeah, it up, living it up. All those people, are, those people are not there for free. They're going to pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, so I and, I and I said to my friend, I'm like, bro, why don't we just take a book, or take a page out of these pastors' books, and use them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy I know he, work, he works with NFF. I said, why don't we just take a page out of their books and use the same blueprint to have our teams attract people to their games, create a party environment? You're gonna have packed stadiums. Because yeah. bro, those pastors, if you those churches I'm talking about, Dio, thousands of people. Some of them, some of some pastors actually use stadiums. You know Tafawa Balewa Square in Lagos? Yeah. 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 Revival revival fills that place up. (laughs) Nigeria. Imagine if all those people bring 111119 there. Can you imagine? Chris, I don't want to get get away from sport, but think about this, right? You know how people are like, oh, our community, we don't have, uh, there's no water, or our roads are bad, or, you you know, we don't have power. If you have a revival and everyone brings a thousand naira together based on the yes. kind of revivals or so, they'll fix a lot of community problems. Yes. Of course. Of course. They'll, they'll build they'll build stadiums, they'll, they'll build, build sports yeah. facilities. They, they'll, they'll fix they'll do a whole bunch of things. Schools. Anything, anything, schools, yes. Yes. Hospitals. Anything they want to fix, they'll get it done. Yeah. But what you see is just ah no nah, man, I, I have money, but then you go to revival and give 
5,000 naira. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nigeria uh, people, I beg, don't, don't hate me for this. So I'm not uh, I'm not criticizing your churches. But, but I kind of I am. But you I'm kind just, of are. Yeah, I am. It's, it's just madness. Because when I was there, I was just like, this is madness. And you see the posters everywhere. Dude, that you could drive through a certain place, you see like 20 different posters for 20 different pastors. Mm-hmm. Just so it, it's huge, yeah, man. But go ahead, bro. No, it's it's, it's just a typical Lagos and no, not even Lagos, Nigerian problem, right? Where we spend too much time praying on our knees rather than doing work to actually improve on our situation. Yeah, you know. But, but I, get- I mean, I, I, the potential, like you said, is is it's just it's immense. I mean, when you just look at, you know. The music industry, the movie industry, like you said, you know, what the league, you know, can be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, you know what's, what's even crazy about those two industries that we're celebrating? They're successful because they've crossed over. You know what I mean? Like, they've crossed over into global audiences. Mm-hmm. In Nigeria, they haven't created the environment for them to really maximize their money unless they perform. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, these guys, I think these days they make money of downloads of, 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 of people that play their songs on platforms, right? Like Spotify. And streaming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, streaming. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we don't have, if you tell someone to start streaming, we just give you a cell bros. I don't get data. You know, <laughs> am I lying, bro? Am I lying? I'm, I'm telling the truth, bro. Uh, data no deal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so we're, we're killing the ability to even earn money because we're not trying to develop that space. I mean, ordinarily, you can have an issue. You should have an underground artist in Nigeria who no one knows, who's a musician, but he's making a lot of money because people like his music and you've created that environment for that kid to make money. And the same thing, the same thing is, is with football because football in all these different cities around the country, they have teams. If you're able to create an environment where people could go in there, watch the game, have a good time, you're able to help alleviate some of the wahala they have in their lives because they'll just go watch a game. You know what I mean? But now, you know, like you said, a lot of people can't go to game. They don't want to go. You know, if they go, thugs, thugs might harass them for cash. Thugs might harass them for cash. You know, you know, the funny thing is, when, I mean, if we if, if we want to kind of put a practical application to to, you know, the feasibility of a team actually operating in Nigeria as a as a team in a league, right? And you look at some of the most basic things you would need to operate a team. Transportation, right? Mm-hmm. Moving the whole team from Lagos to Enugu or from Lagos to Ibadan on the roads. That's 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 one that's one that's a problem. That's a problem, yeah. That's a problem. That's a problem. Right? Now, if, if, if it was me, bro, what I would do in, in Nanaja League, I would, I would let teams in the same region play each other for the most part in the league. And then every now and then, so uh, you'd have divisions. You know, kind of like how you have NFL, we have different divisions and they 
and you play in your division for the most part, and then because to your point, transportation is an issue. Right. Yeah. So it's. it's I mean, having a good field, you know, well functioning, you know, uh, you know, maintained field. That that's that. I think that's probably the the, the smallest thing. You know, paying the players, not as big a problem as you would think, yeah. but transportation, setting up a league that is not, you know, riddled with corruption. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it, 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 that's it's a huge. Yeah, man, it's a big problem. I used to think at one point that what they need to do is just get rid of the current Niger League and then create a new league. New Premier League, kind of how EPL got rebranded, right? And I think they tried that at one point. You know, they did. And it was successful for, successful in Niger terms, for maybe like two years. And then the guy who was heading it left, and then some clowns just came in. And that's when they lost all those sponsorships. Because they had Glow, they had Guinness, they had a couple of sponsors. Then they had the Super Sport Broadcasting deal. You know, Super Sport broadcasting their games live across Africa. Um, so it was looking promising at one point. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, sponsors pulled out. Super Sport like, no, nah, I can't get, I can't deal with you guys. They, they cut the deal. You know? Um, so you ask yourself, it's like, you know, what's, the heck, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, you know, the sponsors, the sponsors, I think, are really the key to, to jump starting it. But you know, like you say, in the long term, those teams have to be able to at least reasonably support themselves, right? Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily flourish, but at least find a way to gate revenues, boost gate revenues, you know, food sales at the games, at least generate some kind of income to sustain a team outside of just sponsorship. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah, because I imagine you know a team you know not every team is gonna have a sponsor like Glow and Guinness and mm. all that, but yeah. at least they should have some sort of business model to to sustain and compete to a certain yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the yeah. Part of part of the problem is they um they don't work. Those teams, a lot of them are owned by the state government. You know, so if you look at like Heartland or Wary, you know. Um, they're they're owned by the Imo state government, so they essentially use it for political favors. Oh, which, which I think is kind of weird because here in, in the yeah. U.S. here, it, it well, you know, even in Europe, it's it's never like that. No, you know, even the U.S. national right. team, self, it's 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 like an organization that runs them has nothing to do with the governments. It's just a, a what do you call it here? It's like a non-profit organization that runs them you know what i mean okay. so why how they use uh, it's, it's so weird in africa and all these other countries yeah, no and, and you know it's not all across africa it's primarily nigeria i'll give you an example tipi mazembe of congo yeah Pri it's privately owned the guy owns like a big i think it's a mining company or something privately owned they get paid good money and they're always in calf champions league competing um oh, South African teams, right. South African league. A lot of those oh, yeah. privately owned. They compete well. They get the best players they can buy from across Africa to come play in their leagues. 
and they compete. Look at Morocco. A lot of players that play for the Moroccan team play in Morocco in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. they, yeah, they've, they've they've created a league that works. Same thing with Egypt. I think last Afghan when we played Egypt, you look at their roster. Guys starting on the field. A lot of them played for Al Ali, Zamalek. You know, they don't leave Egypt. So it is that sort of thing when you look at our leagues. Like, okay, like what are we doing here? You know, um, if 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 they could scrap the current system and get some of these Nanja people that are billionaires to own teams, I'm the, telling you, the league will change. Yep, it, it'll change. But you know, government is the biggest business in Nigeria, and they they have their hands in everything. So um, nothing can. Even the football, but there's some people that own private teams. I, I think uh, like Bukola Saraki owns a private team. Inquara, MFM, the church owns right. a team. <laughs> really? Yeah, really? yeah. I wonder where they got the money from. But uh, but they they own a team in Lagos. Uh, if I knew Ba, Ba, okay. Yeah, if I knew Ba owns his own team. Um, there are a few. There are a few. Oh, it's gonna beg the rest, the rest of the uh, the big men. I know Dagoti wanted to buy Arsenal at one point in time. He needs to start uh, start in Nigeria first. There you go. Like, <laughs> yes, I agree with you. And, and honestly, yeah. honestly, even if you were to get not the entire league, but let's say you got five teams, five, six teams, or even seven teams that were owned, private individuals funding it, and they were rich, powerful, and Nigerian, those guys would hold the league accountable. Yeah. yeah because if, yeah. You're, if, you, if you're, let's say you're Dan, you're Dan Gauthier for a second and you own a team and then you find out that the league is scheming off money that your team should get or you're Dan Gauthier. So you can easily lobby for that league to get their act right. And they will. You know, yeah. especially, especially if it's companies like sponsoring the Super Eagles, and you go to the Federation and say, hey, either these guys get their deal right or pull my sponsorship. They'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah, they'll fix it, man. But just, um, you know. I, I definitely think it's, 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 it's probably the only viable plan to have all these big men come in and, and own teams. Yeah. And a lot of them have, um, uh, a lot of them have companies anyway that they own. So, you know, Dangote can put Dangote cement and the uh, dollar can put, uh, what was it, Forte Oil and all these other companies that they own. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, to your point, that's what it was back in the day. You had Abiola Babes. Abiola, yes. You had insurance, yes. Of, insurance of Benin. BCC Lions. Yeah, BCC Lions of Benin. Yeah. Yes, Lobby you Stars. Had, uh, you had Mighty Jets of yes. Joss. Joss, yep, yep. Privately owned. Leventis, yeah. the supermarket owned the team. Yeah. Julius Berger owned the team. Yeah. Yakubo Agwini played for Berger. Julius Berger yeah. before he went. Yeah. And these are businesses or corporations that are still functioning in Nigeria, though. A, a lot of them are, except Leventis, though. Leventis. I don't know about Leventis, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. And at that time, Dio, if you to go to a game, the attendance was ridiculous. I'm talking about 50,000. Easy. In the wow. Okay. I'll never forget I was a That's kid. That's crazy. 50,000. Yeah, 
fifty thousand dollar kid. My um, my uncle took me to go see a new Nigerian bank game, NMB of Benin. They had a game. I want to watch it. It was so packed. Wow. It was so mm. packed. Like we had to get it two hours before just so we could get in to the stadium. It was a national stadium. Sulur. Wow. Now do you know where Sulur is? <laughs> yeah, no where first of all. <laughs> yeah, no where. You know, you know what if <laughs> throwing out ideas here? What 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 if these teams actually even collaborated with music uh, musicians in Afrobeat to perform at the stadium? Bro, there's so that much. That would definitely drive attendance. There are so many ideas, man. That, oh, you're man. right. That's a good market. That's a good yeah. idea. That's, that's, a that's a great that's a good concert on the game. Yes. Halftime yeah. concert, man. Throw it on. Throw it that's on, it. yeah. Stadium will be packed. People will have to stay It'll packed. Fire. Yeah. It'll be fire. You know, just like the and then now he... here, like halftime show, they bring in a, a big artist. There you, you go. Know, perform. You, you're right. So our people, we don't, you know, and, and, don't and, think like that. Yeah. I mean, you, you're just now infusing the, the uh, Afrobeats culture into football, which is... <laughs> but, but Chris, the madness, when they worry these people, we say, they talk, say, oh, my brother, go and sit down there. Which kind of concert? So, so this money Wednesday government, they give me, you don't make a carry, you don't make a carry, this money go give one useless whiskey. Don't <laughs> Out of this hundred million, yeah. make I carry make I carry thirty million. Go give whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> when I can, when I can, I can share this money. Yeah. Oh man, that, that is that is the, that is well, the funda fundamental problem. When you think about it, like, because the state government, if they own a team, they give the team a budget and they give them cash. Yeah. So that that guy has the guy that runs that team has no incentive to go work. Why should why should he? Why should he go work for anyone when you know um he's getting he's sitting down at home and they're cutting him a check? Got easy money. Easy money. Yeah. Then you you now you now come from America and tell him to go and work. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Chris to come from America and say, Hey, uh, I, I have some ideas for you to go and work for your money. Said, yeah. You you tell his uh his his uh, personal assistant. But don't bring that guy come here again. Short short sightedness, man. Bro, it, it's I'm telling you, man. This is this is and that's the reason why. Listen, I know players, players, bro, they say, man, this team won't sign me, but the guy they sing will collect my sign-on bonus. Hey. I will take them. I'm like, but you know. I'm like, you have but, to do but that, you have that kind of situation, it's it's a gamble. You know why I say it's a gamble? I, I've been following this Victor Ossiman's story. You know, he has some issue with his his own family or his sister's husband. But I don't know if you're following that story. No, no, what's happening? Bro, no. this this guy, Ossiman, if you go and look at his history, his sister's husband, mm. his younger, his older sister's husband is his manager. Ah. So, Osman had, had a manager before, mm -hmm. and the guy, uh, his brother-in-law convinced him to fire him. Mm -hmm. He fired his manager. Now his brother-in-law had connections with 
you know, clubs in Europe and mm -hmm. all this stuff. But when Osimhen was grinding in Nigeria, he had a manager he was working with. Long story short, he fired out his manager and his brother-in-law took over. Now, mm -hmm. the guys, they, they, they have, they're going to court for some kind of crazy amount. They say he owes him 500 million. Just, it's, just, it's just a crazy mess, man. Well, the brother-in-law is the brother-in-law is saying that Osimhen. Yes, Osimhen. Osimhen owes him money. That Osi, he gave Osimhen all the connections to go to Europe and all this. The, the reason I'm saying this story is just because of what you just brought up. Mm. You know, in Nigeria, they, they use it as a is a gamble. You, you got to take that chance. You know, do you sacrifice somebody giving you the opportunity just to take that sign-on bonus? What and, and you showcasing your talent on the worldwide stage? where you can get picked you know what i mean so you got to think about it how much is the sign-on bonus in niger versus if i play my heart out if i shine if i perform right. well right. some team in europe will just call me and that changes my whole family life yes sir. you know that's the same thing osimen did yeah you know, well, 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 osimen went to europe through under 17 though yeah i, I i'm talking about i'm talking about before under 17. I'm talking, yeah, the, the manager he had before then. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Now it's, it's him and his brother-in-law that's duking it out, man. It's it's a sad story, but Can you, you know, Igbo, Igbo people are money, man. He, he never he never ends well. But also man don't be Igbo, boy. So I, I, no, but his brother-in-law is Igbo. Okay, okay, okay. His brother-in-law is Igbo. So, so, so this whole time is <laughs> you're stereotyping. You're stereotyping Igbo. <laughs> <laughs> so this his brother-in-law has been his uh, manager all this while. All this, so I'm gonna send you guys the, the, the this thing. Uh, the but the guy, the guy, the daddy phrase was just interviewing his his sister, his, his family, all of them. It's a crazy story, oh. If the guy is if the guy is asking for five hundred million, let me see the guy don't have already to be oh, well, that's nothing now. Somebody that somebody Osman was paying each member of the family, they say well, every month allowing ten thousand euros every month. That, that's nothing now. Them. He bought houses for all of them in Lagos. He bought houses for all his sisters and their husbands in Lagos. That's nothing now. And uh, you know, you know what's crazy about the timing of this lawsuit? He's about to blow. Yeah. Right now, Osimen yeah. is one of the hottest things in Europe. He's about to blow right now. If Osimen, <sighs> when he finishes this season, it's going to be the highest goal scorer in Syria. Yep. Yep. So, so the 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 dollars are going to be called for him now. EPL, EPL is the next destination, and. For more, yeah, mind you, mind you, mind you, probably get him, and they're going to pay over 60 million pounds. I promise you to get him. And the way the business works, the agent fee associated with that 60 million might be between five to ten percent. So, you know, this guy taking him to court, and then if this guy is taking him to court, that means this guy can't do that, do that deal. Yeah. That means somebody else is going to have to do is that it? deal. And get the money. Damn. They're going to get the money, man. Whoever was yeah, yeah, says, yeah, like, if Osman says, okay, you know what? This Italian guy, man, I like you. Come to the deal. He just made that guy a multi-millionaire. Just like that, man. So this guy, maybe this guy, the Vex, because 
he doesn't want to doesn't want the guy to represent him anymore. Who knows, man? This situation. Who knows what? Who, who knows what the original cause of the the uh, <laughs> the whole lawsuit and argument was? Guys, I just sent you guys the the, the this thing the uh, the YouTube stuff. You you see it? That it's a sad story, man. It's a very sad story. Very sad. This is the time the guy's supposed to be enjoying his family, enjoying his money with his family, and then somebody's coming there to to just disrupt the whole shit, man. Yeah, man. But you know yeah. what? If I ever talk to any of these guys, um, I want to get their story. You know, any of these guys playing in Europe, whether it's uh, a Henacho or any of these guys, can you imagine the number of people that will be calling them from Nige for money? <laughs> old yeah. coaches yeah everyone. think about it former play former teammates everything bro boma let me tell oh, you last last night you just change your change your number nobody will find your number man bro let me tell you a story. when i lived in nigeria right i lived i don't know if you guys know a player called peter ogaba mm -hmm. I okay. mm. you know a player called lemi isa a goalkeeper Mm, I can't remember him. Okay. These guys, they played for Nigeria back in 93, 94. Mm -hmm. You know, they were the ones that they represented Nigeria in um, the, was it, what, what, I think it was Japan or some, one of those World Cups or something like that. This guy, this Pitongawa guy, he, he based in Belgium. He was making so much money in Europe. Him and his family. Bro, it's just family saga, man. They dial back to what you were saying. The way they call them for money is like the little money you make. It's like they it's like the whole family is depending on you. You know? And and, and you you as the guy who is the breadwinner, you feel obligated to take care of everybody, but you, you really can't do that. You know, you, you can only do so much for people to help them out, but when they start relying on you and you can't the day you say you can't do it, it's over. It's done. It's a done. It's a yeah. done deal. It's a big it's problem. Done. So and, and, and it, yeah, you're right. Go ahead, man. So it's uh, it's 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 this Osimen's family thing, man. Uh, it's it's sad, but man, so that's why sometimes you you, you got to be careful what you wish for. You know what I mean? Yeah, my man, Mike, Michael Cole joined the call. Hey, what's I up, Mike? Welcome back. I remain loyal. Hey, Mike. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you guys something. I came in here specifically for one thing, and I know Boma already knows what it is. I came to hail my complete duo combo of Kavicha, Varaskelia, and Victor Osiman. And the fact that you guys are already talking about this 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 duo here, it, it, it warms my heart because there's nothing I want else I want to talk. Premier League, Premier League. Give yeah. me Vic, give me 11 Victor Osimans and 11 Varaskelias, and I win every league in the world. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Osiman is on fire. Osiman is on fire. He's killing it. He's killing it. I watched yeah. the game today, man. I was so impressed. That goal today, yeah. that, that goal today, I mean, Marcus Rashford scored something similar in um, Europa League just yesterday against Barcelona, actually. But... Mm -hmm. But the Victor Siemens goal, it just it just encapsulates everything you in fact if you look at both goals today, I don't know if you guys happen to watch the match and or see the highlights. 
I saw the highlights, yeah. Parascalia's goal. Parascalia esque. That's that's the it captures the essence of that guy. You know, he's just the highlights didn't do justice to how he dominated that first 20 minutes of the match. The first Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, Parascalia was just unplayable. He had one play on the the right back. You could see the fear in his eyes. There was one Mm -hmm. time that he sat the right (laughs) back down. He sat him down. He, he, He got the ball, stopped it, faked a move. The right back reacted. Pulled the ball back. The right back came past him. The right back was on his knees. That, on kid, his is knees. Good. that kid is good, man. That, yeah. that so, kid is, is a I, I know we wow. want to talk about our boy, Osiman. And, you know, of course, everyone, anyone that follows me at all knows that's my current favorite player. But let me be honest with you. The best player in Italy right now is that 22-year-old, man. That, that boy is special. He's special. And I'm so sad that they're going to break them up. I keep saying this. It's my new clarion call. Don't break those that duo up, man. Give give football fans something to enjoy because I have well, a... what, what do you suggest should happen then? Well, here's the truth of the matter. There's nothing we can do. We know it's gonna happen because money talks. <laughs> money talk. But right. what I suggest right. should happen is that they should I would like to see them stay together in Italy, maybe at least one or two more seasons. Is not realistic from a career arc perspective. Osiman needs to get to the Premier League. I don't know what you guys have talked about so far in terms of the appeal of the Premier League, but that's the top league in the world. His physical, actually, he's he's starting to round mature into that physical specimen that can now play in the Premier League and be a star there. So every year that he wastes outside of the Premier League is yes. one, turning power being removed from him. So you can't deny him that. And I'm pretty sure you guys are talking about his family issues, how they, they're trying to collect money from him. And all right. the is that right. well, the best need to be with the best. Holland. If you look at the trajectory of Haaland, it's kind of similar to Victor Osimhen in the way that Haaland started out in the Austrian League, you know, tore it up, tore it up in Champions League while he was there, went to Borussia Dortmund in Germany to develop some more, wow. tore it up there, and then where there's nowhere else to go but up. So you have to go to test yourself against the very best in the world and not waste away. So. Well, I, had, I didn't even know he started in the Austrian league. I, 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 I right, right. So you know, obviously started in Norway first before going to the Austrian league, and but you know, wow. The same with Ossiman. You see that he started, although you you can discount the Germany part, but he started in the Belgian league, kind of mm-hmm. similar to the Austrian league in a in a in a, in a sense. Tore it up for that one season, then went to France for one season where right. he completely tore it up again, and COVID cut that short. And then transferred over to Italy, where he's he's, he's actually the, the thing I like about Osimhen is the development. I'm seeing a couple of two things. One, the gra gra is starting to reduce. You understand? The aimless running around. It, it, he's becoming more of a calculated movement player. His touch still needs to get better. It's getting better. But if you see today's goal, you know one thing is for sure: he's becoming a man, strong. You see, like the two defenders, where they had him inside, and he just said, "Ah, get away from me!" And it was a thing of beauty to watch. I mean, reminded me of this one goal that Yakini scored way back in the early '90s against Burkina Faso from a corner that I didn't even understand how he was able to keep that ball straight and pass the angle into the near side of the goal. I don't, I don't have anything else to say, man. I'm just, I'm just on a high. <laughs> <laughs> no, Osman is, is in form. He, you know, when a player is in form where almost anything they do, they score. That's where he's like, this game, right. he could have had a hat trick. There were two other goals 
One who I was going to say that too. He didn't even have his best game. He hit the mm-hmm. post once, and that header should have gone in. And then there was another one, a left footer shot that he blew over the bar when he was right in front of the goal. And, yeah. you know, one or two, but, you know. But I'm saying, like, where, where do you think he should go? Like, I if if an, EPL, you, if an EPL team, you think Man U? I think Man U or Arsenal. Those are the two teams that are ready made for him right now. No, he can't go to Arsenal because Arsenal will pay. Remove, remove sympathy. No, it's not sympathy. You know, you know, you know. It's not dollar. it's not all about money. It's not all about money. It's about trajectory of your career too. That's important. Arsenal is about money, Dio. Well, but 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 yeah, they're not asking me who should pay. I'm at, they're asking me where we think he should go. Okay, okay. So where we think right. he should go from a perspective of football, the two teams that I think Man United, he's ready made to take him to a championship to contend for the title immediately. Once he comes in, they're a title contender. That's the final piece that they need. But what, what happens to Rashford? Rashford is not a striker now. Rashford plays on the wings. Rashford played the wings. Yeah, who's the, stri- who's the striker position. now? Who's they, don't, now? they don't really have an out now. That's why Rashford is kind of sort of playing. It's Martial. Martial and Martial, everybody knows. Yeah, Martial's in and out. Right. Um, they, they have enough squad depth to play to his strengths. And Ben United are direct, and that's who Victor mm-hmm. Osman is. He's a direct player. So, you know, um, the, uh, Bruno Fernandes, one thing I like about I don't. I'm not a big fan of Bruno Fernandes, but one thing I do like about him is in the midfield, if, you're, if, you, if there's space – he doesn't waste time on the ball. He looks up, pew, that ball's coming to the person that's run, making that run. Usually it was Ronaldo, and now it's Marcus Rashford. If a seaman is getting that kind of service, goalkeepers will be, they'll be, the goalkeeper union will be making calls <laughs> and to say, why? <laughs> why? Don't bring this guy to the Premier League. I also think Arsenal, and I like Arsenal because they're, I think that's the piece that they're missing is that that spearhead and the way they play because they play a ball possession style, the Saka, yeah. and they have the pieces are there in the midfield in terms of Odegaard, uh, Saka, maybe even Martinelli to feed. They're just the way they play, man. He'll be scoring tap-ins like Alan is scoring for Man, man City if he plays. No, it, it'd be interesting to watch. I think also yeah. the EPL being what it is, Osimhen is very marketable because of that mask he has, which is which is interesting, right? Like his face got smashed in, and he wears a mask, and it just makes him stand out. You know what I mean? So I think it'd be interesting, man. Like he's going, he's having a hell of a season. I mean, un, unreal. And if he goes to the EPL, and United gets him, it's going to be a problem. You know, and oh. this would be this would be a good time to get him. Like he still has his pace. He plays with a very high intensity. Kid plays with a high intensity. So, man, Osiman is, is is something else, man. And, and, and he plays the same way when he plays for Nigeria. If you watch when he plays for Nigeria, he plays the exact same way. High intensity, always competing. He's very competitive. So, I mean, um, no, but that, you're right. That 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 other kid, bro. I was watching. I was, I was watching the highlights today, and I was like, this this guy's a savage. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The kind of things. Is, where's he from? He's, he's Roger. from Roger. Yeah. I petitioned. I already petitioned FIFA, FIFA, that they should give a special dispensation to make him Nigerian because Georgia is going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a shame that this young kid is not going to have an international career. It kind of reminds me of guys like Ryan Giggs, guys like that that you know had, came from countries that then you know could showcase put together a team. Yeah. He's, 
the best they can do is nowadays because I think they now have 32 teams or whatever number of the 24 teams in the Euros. Maybe they can somehow pull some kind of offset. But I don't I don't know any other Georgian players that you know in the past Georgia used to have good players like Kalatse and players players like that, but they're they're not very good and sad. I, I watched them play in one of the qualifiers a couple of years ago or last year, and it's just isolated. The rest of the guys are just ordinary. But yeah, what, what, do you, what, what do you think about the the, the EPL worship? Do you think it ever is ever good to stop? Well, of- probably not because um, <clears throat> you know one the places where in the um, English Premier League are really popular, they have that one thing that they have as a link, a connection. In India, England colonized India, so the Indians are naturally going to be gravitating towards the English Premier League anyway. Nigeria, same thing. Um, United States, there's a link, the same similar shared language. So that automatically, before you start talking about the marketing and the money, but let's make no mistake about it. When you look at the money that is invested in the EPL and their TV deals, what they've signed with sponsorship, they dwarf. If you combine the other leagues, they don't even match up to what the EPL has. And money talks, you know, and BS walks, right? So that's not going to change. I mean, it's if you, if you take a country like Nigeria, our own country, for example, the EPL has come to the de- the EPL worship has come to the detriment of our local league, where now people don't want to watch up because I mean it's top quality, and with money means the best players are going to go there. So it's not like it's an EPL worship, and it's not warranted. It is warranted. The very best we just talked about, Victor Osimhen, he has to go to England to go play because the best collection of players want to test themselves there. It's a rarity where you see a guy like. Lionel Messi never come to the EPL. There's even talk that Neymar, Chelsea's looking at Neymar to to bring him to the EPL, and that's another team that I meant I didn't want to mention. Maybe Chelsea, but I don't know if they have money to, to sign Victor. But it actually will not be terrible there. But I think it's a little bit of a mismatch because then everybody will be trying to blend. I think he needs to go to a team that's already established and he's the final piece for that team, and you know. But no matter where he goes, he's going to shine. But going back to the um, to the question at hand, for the foreseeable future, I don't see that changing. And you look at like the Spanish league, the um, the president of the Spanish league, La Liga. His name is Tebas. I don't, I forget his uh, first name. Javier, I think Javier Tebas. He he behaves rather amateurish sometimes in some of his utterances. You know, um, look at the TV deal they signed with La Liga. It's skewed so that Real Madrid and Barcelona have their own TV contracts while the rest of the league are struggling to, you know, make up the money. While the English Premier League, the money is shared amongst is the revenue sharing. Guess where they learned that from? They 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 they, they, yeah, they model the National Football League in the United States and said the National Football League is basically a country on its own when it comes to revenue. They earn more money than many countries in the world. And and Nothing stops the NFL. It doesn't matter whether it's controversy from racism, from uh, violence, domestic violence by the players, arrest, or this brain injuries that they have with the CTE. None of that really slows down the pace of the NFL. They say, what is it that they're doing? Let's copy this model. model, things, And that's what they did. So, again, in conclusion, money talks, BS walks. I don't see... As long as the money is the way it is, it's always going to be skewed towards the English Premier League and the markets that they've gotten the foothold in. It's hard to like usurp them from those markets. So, 
it's a valid point, man. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we are hashing this out, and everything you said, we agree with 100%. Yeah, man, bro. We'd love to definitely have you earlier, man. You're like, you know, you're a walking encyclopedia for the Syria now. And, uh, <laughs> I see that. I see that. <laughs> Mike, 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 next time we see you, please, you better have a Victor Ursman jersey or something. Yeah, yeah where's the Napoli jersey? See, I, have, I already have one. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to. Yeah, come correct. You got to come correct. Let me, let me, let me, let me slow it. I didn't want to be. I didn't want it to be Napoli worship. I know we were talking about EPL today, so I said, let me, let me hold back on Serie. You're on that train. You're on that train, man. I know. I feel like I need to go catch up, man. Oh man. Michael, what you said. That's what was two weeks ago. You you brought up some stuff, and you were like, "We gotta watch this Osman guy." You know the way he's going. He's gonna break some records. Yeah, I truly in, believe in Serie A. So. Yeah, do, do you think? Do you think he gets um, African Player of the Year this year? Very. Thank you. I wanted to actually bring that up. Um, uh, I, I think he has a chance, right? But I think yeah. that there's some things that work against him. Number one is that Nigeria didn't make it to the World Cup. World so Cup. right yes. now, I think the person who has the upper hand is um, um, Hakimi for Morocco. I think Hakimi from Morocco is probably okay. the leading person just because of how Morocco did PSG, where they are. But I'll tell you mm. where Eliza is going to come. It's in the Champions League. Because I think at this point, the Scudetto is Napoli's. I think everyone can admit that That's, that race is already over with. He's going to probably win top scorer in, in uh, the Scudetto, which is an achievement. He'll be the first African player to do that. But then the other part of it, too, is that he's going to score some. He's, you know, he already has four goals against Baltome and Principe. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. But he, the qualifiers are coming up. He's going to score some goals. So he'll show some national team uh, performances over the year. But it's a Champions League that's going to determine. Right now, PSG, having lost that home game to Bayern Munich, more than likely they're going to be knocked out in the second round. That's going to be a big ding on Hakimi. If Osimhen makes it at least, let's say they make it at least the quarterfinals, semifinals, and he stars, I, I I think my vote will go to him at that point. Yeah, no, it's a valid point. Oh, Chris, by the way, Mike, you know Mike has uh, the Always Footy podcast on uh, Spotify. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Well, let out. me let me. I'm gonna put my information in the chat, Chris. On, okay. uh, so that way we can connect. I wanted to do that last week, but sure. it went long and I forgot. Yeah. I'll, I'll put my phone number. Oh, you can type yours too, so we can connect outside of um. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's let's, let's do that. Let's watch do out, that. watch out, watch out for Chris, man. He, he likes money too much. Love of money is the beginning of wisdom. You get along with him, then. I, I, I just like to deal with people who, who, who create opportunities, man. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, nah. Chris is all right, man. He's all right. Who's done, man? Mm-hmm. No. Mike, <laughs> next, Friday we'll go, next Friday, we're going to be on again. Uh, yeah. Anyone Did you get it, Chris? Let's uh, Yes, yes. I got it. I got it. Uh, ping me back if you can, so that way we can, we can connect. Okay, got it, got it. Mine, yeah. it's sending you mine right now. Okay. Yeah, we'll be on again next Friday. Different topic. You know, guys, definitely. Where that go? That don't work. Yeah. Bless him, Madame. Don't tell us. Oh, I think Mickey hanged off or no? But it's Friday night, man. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, no, nah, but but thanks to Dyer for coming on, man. That's our man. Chris and Dyer live in Orlando. Orlando, mm. yeah. Okay. Yes. They're the kings of Orlando, man. Oh, Mike, a... Mike, what city are you in? I'm in San Jose, California. Oh, you in San Jose? Oh, nice, yeah. man. Okay, okay. I come yeah. out to uh, my my job is in um, Emeryville, South, the Bay Area. Really? Oh, that's that's just down the road. Yeah, that's yeah. Nothing. I come out to Emeryville all the time, man. Okay, well, you know, yeah. next time you're here, we definitely San, need to connect. San yeah, Mike, uh, if if you know if you know any uh, any people with big ass shoes, this is Yo. a football podcast. Yo. I want to keep it all footy. <laughs> that's that's not my my purview. Let's hey, talk it's okay. hey, I got a wife. I got a I got a wife and two beautiful kids. Man. You know, <laughs> man, I'm trying to, try to focus, man. You know. What nah, I mean? man. I'm just I'm just putting my mind. Yeah, no, I got. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, no, don't listen but, to Bob out there. Don't listen no, to but if you, go out, if you go out to Cali, especially if you're there, make sure you check check Mike out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. San, San Jose. Okay, okay. That Bay Area. That's cool. Yeah. Well, guys, let me guys, help out, man. I got to talk to the ladies. Hey. We'll, we'll be in touch, all right? Next all right, week. Man. Take it easy. Thank, right, thank you, guys. guys. Yeah, cheers. Sports Dev.